Welcome to the Thursday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I am Kevin Cole. I am joined, as always, on Thursdays by Lee Sharp. Lee, we have the recently moved team matchup where um, a drinking game. Should there be some drinking games here on every single time Oakland and San Diego are mentioned in this matchup? That uh, oh yeah, uh, probably not as drunk, not as drunk as you would have been a year ago on just San Diego, but uh, you, you might get a few. Yeah, in. I actually, well, you almost think that the San Diego might get said more. Just people are really used to the Chargers being in San yeah. Diego more, more so I think than anything. Yeah. That's true. That's true. We know the Raiders did do the Oakland to and LA that, yeah. to Oakland, so maybe they're not as closely associated in some ways um to oakland as as the uh the chargers are to san diego but this is an interesting game i mean we talked a little bit before we went on and just before i even looked and really thought for some reason i just had an idea that the Chargers would be favored because i mean number one i was doing my showdown analysis so i was going through all the different players and and you know you have herbert you have uh, keenan allen you have austin eckler those are some of the most attractive fantasy options in this game, and they're all on the same team, but yet it's the team that is a three-point underdog in this matchup. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's uh, the Raiders are kind of one of those teams that has looked uh, good on, pretty pretty decent, actually, on offense and and, and really terrible on, on defense. Uh, yeah, they are uh, the favorite here, which I do, I do think is fair, and certainly the PFF power ratings that uh, we have support that, but... Uh, you know, I, I like the Chargers in this. I think they're the, the better side. Uh, you know, you get plus three. Uh, there is the there are some three and a halves out there if you can get the extra half. But uh, even even at three, I like it. Um, uh, you know, the the defense in particular, uh, you know, there's a lot of defensive injuries uh, for the Raiders right now. Um, you know, Adam Sheffer tweeted out that uh, Clayton Farrell, Jonathan Abram, Damon Annette and Nicholas Morrow are all out. Uh, you know, that is several starters. Uh, there's, there's, there's other injury issues as well. Uh, on top of that, you know, they just fired uh, their defensive coordinator. You know, Rob Marinelli is the new interim, and he's, uh, uh, he, he's good. He's done good work in, in Dallas and Chicago. But, you know, sort of taking that over in spite of these injuries on a short week, I, I, I can't, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to turn things around that quickly. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting about coming into this is, I had that impression. So you could think that maybe the reason for the Raiders being favored is that some sort of recency bias, but, you know, the Chargers have been bad recently or worse offensively than they had before. Herbert, in particular, who was having this ridiculous stretch from a fantasy perspective of throwing up three touchdowns every single game, all that sort of stuff. But the Raiders are one Greg Williams kamikaze zero blitz call away from losing their last four games in a row. Um, and some in a very ugly fashion to the Falcons, obviously. Now, they, they, a couple other they they look good against the Chiefs when they lost that game. Uh, they didn't look so good against the Colts, but the Colts are a legit team, uh, you know, a, a, a playoff team. So maybe we could cut them a little bit of slack there. But still, that that's a pretty rough stretch to be coming off of going into this. So you know, after the Chiefs game, their question was, "Is this team for real?" And they've kind of turned into a pumpkin over the last few weeks. Yeah, they definitely haven't looked as good, right? And the, the, the game against the Colts was an important one for them, right? Where, it'd be, you know, because, uh, you know, if the Titans go on to win that division, they're, you know, competing with the Colts for a wildcard spot in the AFC, the crowded wildcard race in the AFC. They were competing for a spot for that. And, uh, 
that 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 loss could easily hurt them. And you know, like you said, it, it did not it did not look good. Obviously, it wasn't a great matchup, right? With the the Colts have a really great defense, and and you know their offense is is you know Philip Rivers is serviceable, and so you know you get him in the terrible Raiders defense, and you know he's he's going to be able to to turn it up. And Derek Carr, you know, does would prefer certainly not being attacked the way that the Colts defense is going to attack him. Yeah, yeah. Rivers has been surprisingly good from a numbers perspective, and especially the last uh, few weeks. But what I was thinking when it comes to this, maybe this is the factor that I haven't been accounting for, is for every game that the Chargers are in, you could assume that they're just going to colossally mess up some field goal so you have to almost dig them another three points so maybe this is like a six point <laughs> sorry maybe this is like this is like a pick em normally but you're just giving three points to the Raiders just for the fact that Anthony Lynn will he'll 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 lend something up it, it does almost feel like that and honestly the end of the first half last week I think was the biggest <laughs> screw up that was almost worse that like, was almost worse yeah, was just like, they because they had no chance of winning and, they had no, no chance of winning was... that other game even if they did things correctly um, which they clearly did not at the end of the game. I mean, they had a chance if they if they kicked a, an onside kick and all that that nonsense. But this was just giving away three points during yeah, the during the and, middle of the game. Yeah, and yeah, that was that was embarrassing. And I, I, you know, there is the risk that you know Anthony Anthony Lynn, uh, you know, with this line that Anthony Lynn does has another oops game management, but. Uh, you know, it's nice. It's nice having uh, the the points in that case to kind of shield you from that. You know, if you have three, maybe at least it gets you down to a, a push and you get your money back or something. But uh, yeah, I, I I still like. I still think based on the the team strength and the the Raiders injury situation that I would definitely rather be on the Colts side here or the Chargers side here than the uh, Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders are getting a lot of. Well, I mean, Gruden is getting a lot of praise for his coaching job, but when we talk about these little edges that you can get. Groot is right there with Anthony Lynn with refusing to go for fourth downs and, and things like that. At least he has been in the past, so that'll probably continue going forward. Um, from an injury perspective, you mentioned the defensive problems. The one, I mean, the skill position players, and I think this is something we can look into when we are looking at our prizepicks.com, our selections there. Now, prize picks, you can get up to $100 bonus on a deposit there with promo code PFF. At prize picks, you're picking the over or under a particular fantasy point output. So the two guys, the two things to think about for this matchup, number one, Henry Ruggs is in the COVID protocol. I'm not, I don't know if it's been determined if he's a positive test or if he is a close contact, but it doesn't matter. He, he is too close. It's too close to game time either way. So Ruggs is out, the field stretcher. He hasn't been like heavily involved, um, but he's made some splash plays, obviously, and some some big plays and some big games this year, in particular that first Chiefs game. So he's out. Mike Williams is questionable at at best. Uh, I think I think he's officially a questionable designation, but we'll end up seeing what happens. So I see Williams on here at eleven and a half. So I think that looks a little rich for the fact that he is likely to be maybe even some sort of. Um, uh, you know, uh, he might re not really be participating at full strength in this one. Maybe it'll just be a decoy for some of this. Uh, they brought in this uh, Tyron Johnson, who's another guy that they have there, a speedster who have there, who where he 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 had a ton of snaps there after Williams was out and performed well. So I think that's something to look at as potentially an under there. And the other guy who jumped out 
to me. There isn't there's a lot that jumped out, but Nelson Aguilar. So he's at he's at 12, and he is the he's kind of like the number one wide receiver there. Now Darren Waller is the number one receiver overall for, for that offense, and uh, priced accordingly at 15. Oh no, I'm sorry. Look at the wrong uh, thing here. He's at 16.4 fantasy points, but Aguilar at only 12. You know, someone's going to have to catch these passes here. And then you have Hunter Renfro at nine and a half. So that's another guy who could who could play. So I think those are interesting options: Renfro or or Aguilar for the fact that they could go over with Rugs out. Yeah, no, that uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. And uh, yeah, it's uh, you know the the all like it's it's sort of you can't they can't all be. Over, like over right like some some of these have to be correct spots and some of them have to be unders right and it's it's just sort of the you know i like what you said there about you know the rugs being out those other guys can get more it does strike me as interesting too i noticed that you know it's sort of uh both uh eckler and herbert are higher in points than you know uh car and uh josh jacobs which is uh interesting that the that the you know the running back and the, the top quarterback and running back uh, are higher for the team that is the underdog. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's not like Herbert's getting a ton of points via the ground. I mean, that could be a reason for that to happen. But yeah, so Eckler's higher. Keenan Allen is twenty is twenty um, points, so he's higher than Darren Waller, who's their top option there, or Aguilar. Uh, Hunter Henry's at eleven, so he's higher than the secondary or, or tertiary options. Uh, of someone like Hunter Renfro. Mike Williams is there as 11 and a half. Again, these numbers just don't add up. Like, there's a certain right. number of points one team is going to score. There's a certain number of points another team is going to score. Unless the thought is that it's going to be a special teams fest for the Raiders or a defensive touchdown, which is very unlikely, um, for, for the Raiders. There really is this disconnect between a fantasy football perspective and what's going on in a, in a betting perspective on this game. Yeah, and the total is fifty three and a half. It should be a high scoring game, right. but I agree with you. The numbers just don't don't add up, and so uh, you know, finding finding spots where the it, the players are just less likely to come in is where where I'd be targeting. Well, let's talk about that total for a second because, uh, yeah, fifty three. What do you think overs unders here? I haven't been tracking it too closely to see whether or not it's still been an overfest recently or not has that has that settled in as we've gotten into it's, the later into the season yeah i mean the, the problem when you get later in the season right when you start tracking those is the the weather starts to complicate it for some of the cities yeah. obviously the yeah. weather won't impact this game because it's in a, in a dome but uh you know that 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 skews with the totals a lot um that said the raiders have been the they have the highest total uh like average total of their games in, than any other team in the league so like i think it was like 57 so this does point to to being a high total but you know 53 is such a 53 and a half is such a high number that i you know with the with the badness of the defense i could see it going over but it's i think there's just too much uncertainty here that i'm inclined to stay away and just take the charges and the points yeah, no, I can I, I can dig that. Okay, well, let's look at stuff from a showdown perspective. So the difference here between looking at prize picks and looking here is you don't have a fantasy points projection. You're really trying to play against the market of other players in this in this contest and who are they going to own in this single game contest where you pick six different players. So as I mentioned earlier, Herbert, Allen, Eckler are the top three salary so they're the most expensive guys on the slate then Derek Carr Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs are next uh and then Aguilar is actually next before we get to 
to to Mike Williams and Hunter Henry, but still, it's still fairly dominated by Chargers at the, uh, up there at the top. And because of that, because I'm using uh, a model which matches it against similar games in the past, it's matching the Raiders against the favorites in these games, and it's matching the Chargers against the underdogs. So generally, as you could as you'd expect, the Raiders players do better. I mean, the the favorite players do better than the underdog players. So it's showing a lot of value for Raiders in this in this game. Because not only are they lower price, but there is an assumption that the that the Charger players are going to be higher owned because they're more of these brand name type of players. So I'm seeing some value on Carr in particular. Aguilar is another guy who pops quite a bit. Uh, Hunter Renfro, who I mentioned before, is another one who is on there. And then if you go further and further down the line, uh, often the backup running backs look pretty good on here because they have upside potential if someone gets injured or if they just need to get to the end zone once, and that, that's something there. So Devontae Booker for the Raiders was, you know, he was filling some of those starting running back role a couple of weeks ago when Jacobs was out, and Jacobs has been he was a little bit dinged up going into last week. He pulled a fast one on all of the fantasy football managers by, uh, luckily I'm not on Instagram, so I don't have to worry about, <laughs> worry about sticks, but he sent out an Instagram post <laughs> saying, you know, sorry, fantasy football people, I'm not playing. And then he's, it's a late game too. So you don't know what's happening. And then he was active and he played. He was, he was lying. He was, <laughs> he was just, he was just trolling fantasy Such football people. So, uh, fool me once. Uh, what was the George W. Bush one? For? Don't fool get me fooled once. again. Yeah, yeah. Fool me twice. Like, oh, wait, what say? He's like, we have a saying in Texas. I'm sure you guys have a saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get into the whole. I don't want to get political mm-hmm. here. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so that that was funny for 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 Jacobs, but he just hasn't been as super involved in in the passing game and as much of a workhorse as he was earlier this season. So for that reason. Um, I'm going to root for Devontae Booker, and we also root for Booker to get more than Jacobs because of the fact how, how Jacobs had, uh, is now a mortal enemy of the fantasy football community for, for what he had done to us. Uh, you have any feelings about any of these, any of these players here? Um, uh, I, I don't mean, know I what ser- your feeling I certainly is like about your general stra- I certainly like your general strategy of, you know, hey, if, if you know, the, the sort of fantasy market is saying go Chargers and the betting market is saying, uh, go Raiders, right? You, I, I prefer to be on the Raiders, not to necessarily say that the batting market is necessarily better. It could be that the, you know, but, but uh, I tend to think that it would be, but certainly, uh, you know, if you assume that it's the, 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 the truth is in the middle, right. And that there's, you know, there's signal both, both sides, which I, I think is accurate that, uh, you know, I, I like taking that. And I, I think that it does, you know, make sense to try to, you know, same thing we were saying with prize picks, right. You know, uh, try to target, uh, either running backs or receivers that we think are, are you know, under underlooked, undervalued, and not as much the, the sort of big names. Yeah, and I think that the the good thing about playing DFS versus, uh, versus betting is generally you're playing against not quite as, as sharp of competition because you're playing against other people, right? So it is this thing where it's like a, a shark fish sort of situation that's going on. Whereas if you're betting against the book, presumably they're, you know, they should have a sharper line. They should, they should have less recency bias. They should have less um, of these kind of emotional swings on a week to week basis that move around their lines. than you would have in a market where, like I said, you're going up ownership numbers by a bunch of, 
uh, fantasy football players who are just looking at what happened in the box score the last week and, and so on and so forth and are just using their perception of the Chargers being a better team, despite the fact that if you look at their implied total, it's going to be three points less than than that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It has to be three points less than that of the Raiders. So those are the picks there for that's all of our showdown information, betting info, prize picks. You have everything for Thursday night. Two weeks left in the regular season, so enjoy enjoy this while we got it, and enjoy the fact that I feel like this year Thursday night matchups have been pretty good. Like this has been a solid. I think it's just a solid high floor season generally. Yeah, it's it's been it's been we've had some good Thursday night games, a couple cancellations or reschedules, but you know mostly I a couple think Tuesday nights, been, yeah. Yeah, most of most of them I think have been pretty pretty decent games, and I've enjoyed it. Earlier in the season, there may be some nah ones, but especially down the stretch, I think it's got there's been some good games I enjoyed. Yeah, it's been great. So I hope everyone uh, enjoys the game, enjoys the information here. Again, all of the this information is available for my showdown analysis for every island game at pff.com with an edge or elite subscription. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. It's PFF Daily Betting Podcast coming at you every single day of the week. Thanks.